0: hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the chat for 42 years and 10,755 episodes the agnes nixon created soap opera all my children captivated daytime television fans around the world with stories of lust betrayal heartbreak and of course family This was all set upon the backdrop of a fictitious Pennsylvanian town by the name of Pine Valley. And through the years, All My Children became one of the most beloved daytime dramas on television, with 10 million people tuning in each and every day at the height of its popularity. In its time on the air, All My Children would go on to win over 75 Daytime Emmy Awards. And for this episode, the chat is honored to remember this former ABC and Prospect Park Sudzer. Tonight we welcome Cameron Matheson who became best known for playing Ryan Lavery but before we speak to Cameron let's check in on our co-host Alan how are you today? i good to hear and Tiggs how are you? I'm doing pretty good Casey. Wonderful and of course the one and only Cameron Matheson how are you?
1: Oh guys I'm great I'm great I'm excited to be talking to you today that was a uh... A nice little trip down memory lane of all my children. Well done, well done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, thank you so much. Uh, So let's just jump right in. Tiggs, what is your first
2: question for Cameron? Cameron, my first question is, was it different coming back to AMC back in 2003 after you decided to leave the show after five years?
1: You know, there were some things that were different. I mean, the show at the time, it was different because, so what happened was, yeah, so I, I started the show in 1997, then I, I left uh, sometime in 2002, and um, I was getting married, and we, we got pregnant shortly after we got married, and when I left, um, I moved to L.A. for a bit. Um, Josh Demel left, either right before me or right after me, I think. Um, Mark Consuelos left, Kelly had left. So there was sort of this big exodus and there might have been somebody else too. So after about 10 months of being off, they, they knew that I was, you know, a dad now and I was married and and they probably knew that I would be out of all of those people, the most likely to come back. Cause I think the show was missing some of those, those play those players. And I, um, they offered me to come back and I was thrilled too. And so I think the only difference for me was that, I don't know, kind of, settling into my own a little bit I I I, you know I had been out there and I had done other gigs I was on CSI and Drew Carey and I what I like about you I did some of the shows while I was gone and um, when I came back I just felt a little more grounded a little bit more authentic and um uh I it did feel a little bit different I also felt different because my kind of my my peeps were gone at least some of them were gone and um yeah it was an exciting it was a really exciting time uh coming back to the show uh in 2003 i remember we took the train across country because my baby was because lucas was so little he was so little they didn't you know you shouldn't fly with it like he was literally i think a month or a month and a half old and so we took the train and it was just such a beautiful time in our lives
0: that's a wonderful story to hear about how much that kind of changed you that little gap of time um so, Alan, let's go to you. What is your first question for Cameron?
1: I well, want so listeners know you were joining the Castle General Hospital sometime this summer. And we're in an unknown role. We don't know whether it's a new character or a recast or whatever. Or something like that, but, but how did that job come about? Did you audition? Was it offered to you? Um, that, that specific uh, role. So, I've been on doing mostly Hallmark. Well, I was on Entertainment Tonight doing a lot of Hallmark movies. And then I left Entertainment Tonight to co host. Uh, a wonderful show called Home and Family on Hallmark, and I did that the last three years, and it was a most one of the most beautiful jobs I've ever had. Next to all my children, it was my favorite. Next to uh, next to my time over on AMC. And so what happened was to answer your question, I'm on Home and Family, and COVID hits, and we go off the air for a big chunk of time. We come back on the air for a little bit over Christmas, but then we get quarantined again because people coming back from Christmas, you know. So we're off the air again for a couple months. Mm. And uh, it really did a number on our audience and on the decisions that the network gonna make. So the network decided that we're gonna cancel the show. And so, or at least they they initially decided to get to your general hospital question. They initially decided to cut back to two days a week shooting all of our episodes in that two day period. So I'd be shooting uh, five shorter episodes in those two days. And I was going to have three days a week off, but still in LA, you know, like it wasn't like I could go off to Canada to shoot some Hallmark movies, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, and, uh, so I had been friends with Frank Valentini, um, for uh, many years. And so I just shot him a text and I said, Hey, Frank, listen, man, home and family is going to be condensing our shoot to two days. I'm going to have three days a week. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in LA. I can't really travel. And I, um, I don't know if there's like a story arc or something. Cause we'd been kind of talking for them for months and, you know, and for time before that, I don't know if there's a story arc that would make sense. And I said, listen, man, I'm, you know, I, I'm not looking for, anyway, I don't, I don't want to say too much about the conversation, but basically I just was like coming out there saying like, I, you know, it's been a dream for me to be, to work with you again. Cause we did a little, we worked together a tiny bit, even though he has a one life, we did um, some specials together and, um, And I said, I've always been a huge fan of General Hospital and it would be that iconic show, it would be something cool and and I'll leave it up to you, like whatever, however you see that kind of manifest. And he made it happen. He uh, went to the network and talked to the writers and um, made it happen. Now this was all assuming that I'd still be two days a week on Home and Family. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then within maybe three or four weeks of that conversation and the wheels starting to turn, GH becoming a possibility, uh, not all my children excuse me all my children did get canceled but home and family got canceled and uh and so it was sort of just meant to be it just came together um really in a beautiful way uh and you know I'm super super grateful I still can't tell you all I know is the name of the character I don't know anything else I don't know when I'm starting I don't know what I'll be doing. I don't know who, <laughs> what storyline I'm coming into. I mean, oh I'm catching God. up on all things general hospital right now. I don't know anything. I honestly believe that they think that I'm going to slip up and say something to somebody and they really want to do this. <laughs> They're doing a great job. So I will say this, I have a meeting tomorrow with Frank, uh, the writers and the network. And I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully in that meeting, I can't guarantee it, but hopefully in that meeting, I will, Find out some information uh, about this name of a character that I'm going to be playing. So I can't say anything else.
0: Very interesting. Um, I know we're all very excited to see you back on soaps. When the day the news broke, it's all anybody was talking about. <laughs>
1: oh, that's nice. That makes me feel good. I, I, I really, um, I know you're going to ask me a question here, but I'm just going to say real quickly. Like, I don't take it for granted at all. Um, to have this opportunity to be on such an iconic show. Like I, I want the fans of GH to know that I will come in there as a humbled newcomer to that show, supporting what is best for the storylines and, and what's best for the beloved characters that you guys have been watching for all these years. Like I, I, um, I really obviously hope to, that I have some cool story and, and I get to do some, um, some great, fun, challenging work. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know i got to come in there uh, as as you know as somebody that's that's literally there just to support and benefit the show and and keep it uh, keep it going and strong like it has been so i just want the fans to know that that i'm i'm going in very humbled and and very gracious
2: you should be fine uh, gh is in a really good place right now <laughs> yeah, <yes>. yeah. <laughs> so at least you're not going into like you know a crap fest it's really good that's right, right.
0: right. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is i've been enjoying it um So, Cameron, with that being said, let's travel back to your soap beginnings um, at All My Children. Um, What was that process like for you on getting the role of Ryan? How did that come about? What was that audition process like and stuff like that?
1: Guys, it was a crazy time um, in my life. It was nuts. I, I was a green actor in Toronto. I was working on a project. I'd been modeling a little bit and doing and studying acting and then doing commercials and doing bit parts and stuff. And I was on this set of the movie called uh, 54 about the, the iconic studio 54 in New York, working with Ryan Philippi and Selma Hayek and, and, and Mike Myers and Nev Campbell. And it was really cool. I was a supporting role, but it was a good part. Like it was, you know, I was like there half the days of the movie shoot. Like it was pretty cool. And I went to the, we, I went to New York. My buddies were living in New York and I, I decided to go and visit them and have some fun on a weekend. And I, while I was there, I had my Toronto agency contact, a New York agency, acting agency, and say, listen, um, we've got a guy coming down. He wants to come and meet you. And honestly, my, my genuine purpose in that was mostly so that I could, I could write off the trip. Like I could make it a business trip so that if I go see an agency while I'm there, it's basically a business trip. Um, and I, I never, I didn't have the intention of moving to New York. If anything, if I was going to leave, I just bought a a beautiful loft in in downtown Toronto and I renovated it and I was doing well and I was working and I, I didn't really plan on moving. If anything, I would be moving to LA in my mind, you know, But anyway, I'm going to New York and I go see this agency and they're, they're very excited. They think that whatever about me. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I didn't know if they just do that with everybody. And they say, we have a, we have a good friend at all my children. Her name's Judy Wilson. We really think you should go and say hi to her. And I was like, great, let's do it, man. Let's go. Like I, again, I'm not, it's, it's such a, for people out there that are in the business, they know when you don't have that, that desperate graspy attachment at a, possibility outcome you're so much more relaxed and spontaneous and yourself and like i wasn't thinking about getting a job on all my children i wasn't thinking about moving to new york i was enjoying this cool cool process this is new york city for a canadian kid and i'm going to meet the casting director of all my children so i was psyched i was like great sounds awesome but in no way was i feeling nervous or anything because it wasn't a reality for me, you know? It wasn't something. So I go meet Judy and we hit it off. And and I guess, I I, I guess you know, she loves that I'm working on this pretty cool picture of 54, which she'd heard about, you know, as a New Yorker, as Judy, you know, well, she's a Texan, but she's, you know, was living in New York. She knew very much about Studio 54 and she knew the project that was working with all these. And she was like, really? Wow, that's pretty cool. And, um, and so she's like, well, I'm gonna give you a scene And I'd like you to take five minutes and look at this scene, and then uh, I'm going to put you on tape. And I was like, "Cool." It's called a cold read, Uh, and I I I did the cold read. I took five minutes, went in the bathroom, you know, just basically, you know, did it memorized or whatever. Messed around with it as best I could. You can't really memorize that quick, but um, and I went on tape, and she taped me, and I still have access. I still have a clip of that of that screen test. Now that wasn't the screen test, excuse me, of that cold read.
0: Oh my god. And.
1: And isn't that cool? And on my way out of the building, Judy really believes this was kind of kismet. I, on the way out of the building, we bumped into, oh my gosh, what was the name of the executive producer? Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing at the time. Anyway, we bumped into her and um, I can see her face. That's so embarrassing. Anyway, and and so we said hi and whatever. And Judy really felt like, you know, looking back at it, that was a, that was the fact that she had met me really sold, and then she saw the tape, and then she they offered me a screen test from that cold read. And people at home, that never happened. So a screen test means I come on the set, they shoot me a scene with another actress, her name was Esther Terblanche, somebody who I'd, I would then work the next three or four years with who I loved dearly, and was a very, very special and dear to me. Um, and so we shot the screen test and they had me take my shirt off in the screen test. So I had a, I had a good indication of what was to come for me. Uh, but I didn't care, man. Are you kidding me? I was like, whatever you want me to do. And, uh, I guess the screen test was good enough. You know, I was, I was natural. I wasn't like a seasoned actor, but I was, I was pretty comfortable and pretty natural at what I was doing. But I, you know, I obviously still needed a lot of work and, um, but it was good enough. And I got the job, man. I was on set of uh, Fifty Four. I was with Ryan Philippi and I got the job. I was I got the phone call. I walked away, I took the phone call, and and he knew I was up for it because he'd been on One Life to Live, right? Yes. So he he was like all excited for me, and I booked it. And he was like, dude. He told me where to live. He told me the areas that I should try and find an apartment. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And then and then the rest of uh, the rest of my life was, uh, I mean, it changed my life.
0: I believe that executive producer at the time was Gene Burke, I believe. Right before Gene. Who was right before oh, Gene? Oh, Francesca James.
1: That's uh, it, Francesca yeah. James. Thank you so much.
0: Of course. Francesca,
1: <laughs> I love you. I, I have you listening, Francesca. That's embarrassing and it's been too long and we need to catch up so that I'm not on another podcast and forget your name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tiggs, let's go back to you. What is your uh, other question for Cameron?
2: Well, my second question is, um, I'm sure you you probably forgot, but Ryan was you know I think maybe distantly related to Duke Labor on General Hospital. Correct. Now, you know Duke was on the show for a little while, and then you know he got killed off for real. So like back in the day, would you have been open to like a crossover to GH? Maybe I was. I was begging about for something it. like that.
1: I love that question.
2: I was begging for it. I was
1: dying for it. I, I wanted it so badly. Um, I uh, a to work with um, uh, Finola and uh, and Duke Duke Library. Oh my God! I'm losing my mind here in quarantine. He's a buddy uh, Buchanan. Um, Ian Buchanan. Yeah, yeah. Ian Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, but Finola and Ian, this is embarrassing. My god, Ian, I hope you're not listening. Uh anyway, I was yeah, I was I was super open to it and they had started at one point doing some crossovers between One Life and All My Children because it was easier, you know. And I think they did and then didn't Ian, come on, All My Children for a while and play a different character? I
2: don't think so. I know he he was on Port Charles. Yeah, he was on Port Charles. Yeah. I I think because around the 90s, I think he was still doing both. And then he did Port Charles in the early 2000s. He was doing Port Charles around the time you left and came back.
1: Right. Was Fanola on All My Children? Did she play Anna? Who did she play on? She She um, played Anna
2: and Alex. She played Alex first, and then she played Anna. So it would have been easy for you to do it via all my tools. Anna was right there. Like, you should have been, Ryan could have been Duke's son. Now, I like Chris Stamp. I like Chris. But I think that I would have liked that. That would have been cool back then if Ryan would have found out that he was a distant relative. But he was like Duke's son that Duke sent to go live with Ryan's birth parents because Duke was a gangster. That that would have been,
1: that would have been really cool. And, you know, I can only imagine, I don't know for sure guys, but I can only imagine that, you know, when you create a character like Duke Lavery or Ryan Lavery um, you know, and they, and then like, let's say you created Duke Lavery. And then another show has got a character that they created that they want to tie into your creation. I think people might, I have no idea if this played into it, but I, I bet you people might get a little possessive of their creation and not want to like lose, kind of lose kind of control of the story of the of the uh, you know the narrative of of what they created I I wonder if that played into it because I I tried and there was a little bit of talk about it if I remember uh, but it never went anywhere
0: yeah it happens it happens a lot yeah Um, I you know famously Robert Guza Jr. who had wrote for General Hospital for a long time wanted to ignore Anna's All My Children history he was like that doesn't play into our show, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it can happen. It can definitely happen.
1: Yeah, I think they get. Um, I mean, you know, they're they're creators. They're yeah, rightfully so. They, you yeah. know, and um, I'm sure it's. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that
0: would be a little tricky. Definitely, um, Alan, let's go back to you. What is your next question for Cameron? So famously, late and controversially, they killed off Gillian. Gillian, your Ryan's first big pairing. And the
1: mm-hmm. explanation given was that Ryan and Gillian were so popular, the they didn't want for anyone else, so I killed her off. How did you feel about her death? You know, uh, I, it was a really awkward thing for me um, because I had found, I, they should never do this. I found out a little bit before they told Esther and they, <laughs> they made me swear not to tell her. And I was like, that is not cool, man. I, you know, like I didn't want to get in trouble because I'm going to be still on the show and she'll be gone. It was really hard for me. She was, she was kind of everything to me when I came on, you know what I mean? Like I, it was her, do you guys remember uh, T.C. Warner? Um, And Scott, Scott was um, from 90210. um, Scott, Scott Chandler. Oh, Daniel Cosgrove. Uh, oh, Daniel Cosgrove. Daniel Cosgrove. Cosgrove, yeah. Daniel Cosgrove. <laughs> yes. And it was the four of us. And we were like up to, you know, it was so fun. I was like a kid in New York working and learning. And we were all taking classes together. Uh, I don't think Daniel was taking class, but it was me, TC, and Esta in this great acting class with uh, Tonya Berezin, who's an incredible coach there in New York. And um, And then I get this news that they're going to, I think they just wanted to change it up and, and shake up the story i I don't know i wonder if esther wanted to leave i I never really knew for sure but Mm. um but it broke my heart and Mm. it was obviously such a devastating blow to the fans that they had to bring her back as a ghost and and people always ask me what my craziest storyline was and i I was like you know we've all done the crazy stuff but i had a six month passionate relationship with a ghost (laughs) and that you know what i mean that was pretty awesome that was that was like was still one of my favorite on-camera kisses was with uh, Jill Larson, uh, which who was the medium to uh, my beautiful beloved Jillian um, Andrashi. So I, I got to kiss Jill Larson and, and it was, the reason why it was my favorite kiss is because I was just supposed to be a little whatever pack and you know Jill and I didn't know each other that well. And I wasn't, it wasn't supposed to, they didn't want us to be all like, you know making out like crazy. And I went in, it was just a, like a little kiss and I, re- I came out of the kiss going like, whoa, that was nice. Like, like it was, it was really surprised You know what I mean? Like I went in just going like, Oh, I'm the man. And you know, I'm used to whatever. And I'm the love scene guy. And I go in and kiss Opal. And meanwhile, I come out going like, Opal, damn, that was nice. <laughs> and like Sensuous. And I remember that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it, it broke my heart. Um, and, uh, yeah, people kept on saying, what, what, can she come back? And I was like, guys, they bring a lot of people back, but they cut her heart out and they put it in another body. <laughs> like like they, they, she, they donated her heart and there's, that heart is in the show, um, which I thought was, you know, kind of not great because it's pretty impossible to bring somebody back. I don't know why they did that to her. She was so popular, I thought.
2: She was. I yeah. loved Ryan and Jillian. Like, it had to been something else because I had, I remember I was, what, 15 at the time? Yeah, 20 years ago. I was 15 at the time reading Soap Barbara Digest. I'm just like, I've never heard of a couple being so popular that they had to kill off one half of it. They didn't do that to Luke and Laura. So I'm like, that it just sounded stupid. I'm like, it gotta be something else. Then to torture her mm-hmm. by having her be a ghost for six months, like, hmm i was like
1: really that was uh yeah. that was hard that was hard i wonder I, I i try to follow her on instagram and stuff i can't really find her so if you guys ever find her uh casey has my info just shoot over any kind of in, uh, contact info
0: most certainly maybe we'll see a ryan and jillian reunion <laughs> one day
2: yeah
1: man that'd be cool now oh i can't ask you who you think they're going to put me with on general hospital because you don't know my character name and you I mean, know. We, can, we
2: can tell you, like, even if we don't know, like... Who's available. I mean, yeah, who's available.
0: Well, we tell yeah, Who's available single now? Well, when we talked with Rebecca Butig, uh, she would really love to come back. She was just all over it. She was like, it'd be so cool if you two were back together acting once again opposite each other. So if they ever bring Hayden back, <laughs> we definitely want to see that.
1: Wow. And Hayden was with... Um... Uh, Michael Easton, right? Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. They got a kid together. Yeah,
1: they got a kid together. So, so yeah. Rebecca um, Hayden had a kid on the show.
2: Yeah, yeah. a little girl yeah. named Violet. Um, she's with um Michael right now. His character Finn. He's yeah. raising her because Hayden got ran out of town by Nicholas Cassano again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right right right
1: but but Hayden Hayden actually got pregnant on the show and then had yeah. the baby
2: and all that stuff yeah, that yeah she got show? pregnant and then she lied to Finn and told him the baby was dead and then left the show and then when she came back <laughs> the baby was already born
0: mm. so you know just another week watching General Hospital <laughs> yeah
1: no that's good stuff I really like that I like that so clearly that would be uh, a dream come true I mean that would send all my children fans, I think, over the over the top, would um, be really really fun. I mean, the fact that if if uh, I call her Peanut, if Peanut came back on or not back on, but if came, you know, Peanut came on GH, well, came back on GH for her. I was on. Michael uh, Knight is on there. Um, Finola, mm. who's done both. Yes, that's pretty. That'd be pretty cool. And then and then
2: did um, Will Devry leave?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. He
2: did.
0: Yes. yes.
2: Yeah, Julian died last year. Yeah, it's been almost six months. Yeah.
1: I missed out. see see I've been watching last um you know obviously since sort of this come come about I uh, and so I'm trying to catch up on everything and I don't have all the little details. Hopefully I'll find out more tomorrow. Yeah like <laughs> it's
2: a it's a handful of single women in Port Charles. Yeah. Like, okay, I, yeah, go like, ahead, let me hear some of them. Who who do you got? There's, there's, one there's Liz. Now. There's Liz, there. there's yeah. Sam, there's Portia, there's Jordan, there's Maxie, there's Brooklyn <laughs> Like, well, there's a lot of single women. Like, you're going to mix it up. Yeah, but they would never put
1: me with Sam. Uh, I, I think – I mean, they, they, I don't even know who I'm playing, but wouldn't they try – like, like, isn't she destined for Jason? Well, they're not together they right, right, right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. they're off again. I, I that, <laughs> yeah. But,
1: but you know what I mean. Like, I know that they they got them separated for a little while, but you you don't think they're going to come back together? Not right Maybe. now.
2: Uh, not, but not right now. Like they're not. Maybe a few months he- from now. Yeah, but they're not mad at each other or anything. It's just that Sam's life changed so much when Jason was play dead. She got miracle babies now and all that, so she want to keep the kids safe. So that's why they broke up.
1: That's right. She wants to keep. She wants to keep her two little kids safe. That's right. I got yeah. that. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, and, and um, Liz just right, lost so- her
2: husband. Liz's husband just got murdered, and they think Jason did it.
1: Oh, so, oh Elizabeth you know. Elizabeth's husband just got murdered.
2: Yeah,
0: yes, Roger Frank Howard, Frank Frank Frank. Yeah, played by Roger Howard. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I knew yes. that.
2: Yes. And you know yes. Roger will be back in a few months too. So hopefully you'll still be there to see him. Because he's coming oh, back he's, as a new character.
1: He's coming back as a new character, right? And then who it
2: is yet? Well. Yeah, we don't know who it is. That's um,
1: awesome, man. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, he really is. I mean, who doesn't enjoy Roger
2: on their screen? I mean, <laughs> that's just amazing to watch him. Agreed. Yeah. Be like, yeah, they, there's also Britt. They could put him with Britt. Like I said, they could put him with Maxie, Brooke They could put you with anybody. Like, like right. I mean... Well, and it's a soap, so, so, you
0: know, who, a woman, and Carly. man doesn't cheat Carly on a soap. I mean. right
2: now, they could put you with Carly. Hey. <laughs> like, it's a lot of, like, no woman is happily with anybody on GH right now. No woman. Even then right. and Olivia didn't hit the skids. Alexis in prison, so you might not be with Alexis. But yeah, the only right.
1: I got a man right now. Is Molly. So what you're saying is I got a
2: lot of <laughs> options. A lot. You do. <laughs> I didn't really think about it, but yes, there's only like one. Okay, Molly and Ava are. Oh, and Laura. Three female characters are the only ones that are happily in love right now. Everybody else is single.
1: That's so why I'm coming back. So I'm going to town, I guess.
2: <laughs> One way or another. Yeah. Um,
0: so, Cam, let's go back to your early years on All My Children. You got to play with some very heavy hitters right away. Susan Lucci, Marcy Walker. So what was that like for you to get to work with those daytime staples in some of your early stories?
1: Really scary. <laughs> that was intimidating. Man, I mean, you know, like I said, I was very green, and um, and I I was thrilled, you know, and a lot of my story had to. You guys can still hear me okay right now.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, a lot of my story had to do with Marcy, right? As you as you were pointing out. So here I am working. Like she was so good, and I I was crazy about her, and her energy and everything about her was amazing, mm. and um, and I learned so much about her and how to be like present and. Um, and how to, how to really kind of just stay kind of grounded and, and be, and be just right there and listen and react and not have to kind of try. And, um, she was so beautiful. And then one of my first days, it was like day two. Um, it might've been day two or day three. I was with Susan I had to take my shirt off in front of her and (laughs) I was nervous. I remember the director coming down to me and was like, are you nervous? And I was like, No but I was, I was nervous working with Susan. I had to try and seduce her and she kicked <laughs> me out of her office. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we became good friends and, and kept in touch and I've skied with, uh, with her in Colorado and played golf with her husband and her son. And um, she's just a, a you know a dear friend. I wish I got to see her more often. So, you know, it's interesting that you point out Marcy Walker because Susan and I, so here I am working with Susan like day two and we we still keep in touch and are pretty close. And Marcy, on the other hand, completely totally different. Like, I uh, when she left all my children back in the day, uh, whatever that was. I mean, I don't know if I ever saw her or talked to her again after that.
2: Wow. Yeah, she it's she, she kind of went incommunicado. Like
1: yeah, a little Marcy bit. Marcy kind of dropped
2: off the face of the earth almost. I
1: think so. I mean, the and, last you know, time and, I
2: heard she was like a school teacher or something like that. That was years ago though. So.
1: And she she was always very private and um and you know I really learned that from her too. So that's probably another thing. She probably just wanted to kind of take take a step back from the from the limelight. And she was never that person, you know, who was out there kind of like doing the publicity and all that. She was always very very kind of shy and quiet and and subdued and. Um, uh man I, I i yeah i'd love to i'd love to see her and say hi
0: yeah definitely you know she has kind of remained a mystery since she left all my children again in 2004 um but you know i tell you in my opinion there was no other actress quite like her she could definitely bring the thunder okay <laughs> i love me some a
2: coke oh yes. yeah i, love her I, I agree man too
1: I agree. We had, weren't we a thing? We were an item for a little bit. We, we yeah, had a, because
2: when she got pregnant with Colby, she lied to Adam and said, Ryan was the father.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my God. That was a good storyline. Yep. What a great idea. That's great writing. So that's true. She didn't want Adam to be part of the baby's life. So she, um she told it was me. And so we had to kind of have these fake kind of being caught in bed together and all that stuff (laughs) but then but then we started to develop feelings for each other a little bit i
2: think Mm -hmm. oh that was so good because you guys were working together at wrcw oh that was so great oh man
1: (laughs) oh you're bringing back you're bringing back so many great memories
2: wrcw and incredibledreams.com and stuff oh man
1: incredible dream (laughs) remember when the dot-com thing was so new So for people listening, when my character Ryan started a company called IncredibleDreams.com, sort of fulfilling dreams out there, I don't really know how it made any money. (laughs) um, (laughs) Like if you if you take the business plan, there's nothing about the idea that actually created any kind of like any kind of um, revenue at all. But um, it was the internet was so foreign and new that we could get away with that. You know, like we could just kind of create whatever we wanted to create, and it didn't have to make sense because people didn't know if it made sense because it was
2: so new. Yeah, because I think when Ryan came, he was kind of like a, almost like a con artist. He was, like yeah, when lover. I came
1: in on the bus, there was a bus accident in the hospital. I came in trying to capitalize on insurance claims.
2: Yeah, because Liza kind of, she was the one that helped him, help make him legitimate by giving That's him right. that uh, job at WRCW because she owned the TV station.
1: You know, and my first day, was Gloria's last day. Do you remember Gloria? I can't believe I remember that name. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yes.
1: So and she was with um Michael, big strong guy. Michael uh oh J. Michael, Michael no, no
2: Michael Lowry.
1: Yes, he's, he's on, on Days Larry. of Our
0: Lives. Yeah.
2: Yes. Gloria Michael,
1: oh, Michael Lowry's on Days of what? Our Lives? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Oh my god, that's amazing. Good for him. Yeah, um, she was in Jake. That.
2: Yeah, Gloria was with Jake. She was with Adam. She was with Dimitri. Yeah,
1: and and I remember like it was such a like an incredible day for for me. I came in from outside. It was January. Well, it was we shot it December eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Remember the day. And my character was coming in as a, as a con artist. Uh, there was a bus accident, emergency yes. in the hospital, so lots of patients coming in. I just kind of strolled in with them. And I remember when we were shooting it, everybody they kept on in the in the control booth. They kept on telling me to unbutton my shirt further. So I'm coming in from the I'm coming <laughs> in from the winter wonderland of like it was the air in January. So it, for, it was supposed to be January, and I'm coming in and they basically almost shirtless from the winter, and uh, it was it was pretty funny. But I do remember that it was my first magical day on set, and it was Gloria's crying and teary last and. It was very bizarre for me to, to see that. And I, 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 it, was, it was crazy. It was like, oh man, this, this could come to an end. Like for me, it was like just happy beginnings, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So with all we've talked about, Cameron, um, let's of course talk about the All My Children reboot, uh, Pine Valley. Uh, we certainly want your thoughts on that, as you were definitely a long-term cast member on the flagship show. So what's it like for you to hear about this reboot?
1: Man, it's pretty exciting. And The irony is, um, so um, Eva LaRue, uh, Rebecca Budig, Jacob Young, myself, Darnell, Debbie, and Alicia Minshew, and Kelly Ripa were part of this E- Kind of reunion show that's going to be coming yes. up sometime soon, I think. And in that show, we, you know, the four of us were in person: uh, Rebecca, Eva, Jacob, and I. And we started talking about how cool it would be if we did like a, like a Riverdale kind of version of All My Children Primetime. Um, You know, talking about how difficult it would be to get the rights and you know to kind of try and pull something out. And then, literally, I swear to you, like two weeks later, it's announced that Mark and Kelly had been you know, planning this thing for the whole time. And I think it's really exciting and um, they're going to do a great job. Uh, I haven't heard much. I've heard a little bit, but um, I, I've never, I haven't been approached or anything like that. I don't know if anybody has, but I don't know um, much about it, but it's, it's super exciting. And I think it'll do really well. I think it'll be cool.
0: Would you of course want to step into Ryan's shoes once again?
1: Oh, man, I would love it. That would be so amazing. Even, like, I mean, I, I don't know if they would have room for me, you know, uh, in the long run. But even if they had brought me in just for a little bit or something, that would be kind of really fun for me. I would love it. I um, yeah, Have you heard anything about when it starts or when or, you know, where they're shooting it or
0: anything? So the pilot, uh, a rough draft of the pilot has been written. Uh, Leo Richardson, who's writing the show, and actually comes from a background of British soap operas, um, shared the first like title page of it online. Um, so that's really cool. And we know that they have Agnes' the son Robert as a consultant. Uh, so that's really neat. So yeah, we think it's got some legs too. And fingers crossed that we get to return to Pine Valley again.
1: That's pretty cool. Do you know any cast names?
0: um nothing's really been released yet uh we do know that kind of a log line says that it will center around the Kane and santos families
1: yeah Um, that's what i heard too that's what i heard too yeah uh that could be really cool i mean oh man how fun is that
0: (laughs) right (laughs) definitely um so cameron before we let you go where can fans uh keep up with all you're doing these days
1: well, I, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram at Cameron Matheson. I also have an Instagram handle for those health uh, enthusiasts, or even just people that are curious about um, different aspects of health. It's called all health 360. And it's just a little passion project of mine coming at health from like nutrition exercise, but also emotional and spiritual health too. Um, you know, uh, meditation, things like that. Um, so check that out. But generally, you can see me on a Hallmark channel. I've got um, 15 or 16 movies that air regularly on the Hallmark channel. Uh, and and um I'll be uh I'll be coming over to GH sometime this summer. And I, I don't know when, but I'm I'm hoping um I'm hoping I start when I finish the, I'm up in Canada right now. So right now talking to you guys. I'm in Canada in quarantine, uh preparing for my next Hallmark movie. And then when I finish that I get back at the beginning of June. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, sometimes within a month after that, I, I start our GH, but I don't know. I, I really don't.
0: That's awesome. And then, Alan, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? I'll them. Wonderful. And Tiggs, what about yourself? The Vim Master Part 2. Wonderful. You can find me at KCS Hutch, and you can find our show on Twitter and Facebook at the chat underscore podcast. Our thanks to Cam Matheson for joining us here today, and we will see everybody next week. Thanks, guys. Thank
2: you, Cameron. Thank you, Thank Cameron. Cameron.
1: Thanks very much, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you including me. And uh, and uh, yeah, you, you did a great job. So thanks.